Today's episode is a snippet out of a seminar that we did last summer talking about how no two dogs are the same when it comes to training. The entire video format of this seminar is available to our premium library members on our website. If you're interested to watch the video format of that, go on and become a subscriber. With that being said, we hope you enjoy it. When we think of our philosophy of working with dogs, like for me, it's a cultural thing. I, I really am a big believer in, they really sh are shaped to their environment. And so for us and for you guys, if you think about it ahead of time, and I, I know what it's like, because with this setter puppy, Chris and I talk about this quite a bit. I don't know what the end prod product's supposed to look like. I've been hunting a long time and I've never, up until the last couple of years, I had never hunted over a good pointing dog. I hunted over some German short-haired flushers. I mean, and, and a couple of people get the joke, like they're supposed to be pointers. So pointing dog, no offense, I'm not saying that they aren't, but I hunted over some that were really good flushing dogs. And so I had never experienced this finished, kind of polished pointing dog, and I did recently. And it kind of inspired me, and that's kind of where I ended up buying this puppy from. And so, but the thing about it is, is it's really challenging for me to figure out how to get where I want to go without knowing where I want to go. So, like for you guys, if you're new to retriever trainer, you haven't put a lot of thought into it. Like I look at, like make the checklist in your mind of the stuff you want, and then kind of reverse engineer the dog. Like work backwards from it. Now you have to be willing and understanding that there's that balance part of it. Like for you, what did I tell you guys to do? Because their dog is sticky and their dog won't, their dog won't run out to make the retrieve anymore because he's so worried about holding it well and not dropping it, it won't even pick the bird up anymore. But when I watched the video, I saw the dog had its ears really pinned back and it was very like robotic. Wasn't, I don't think the tail wagged at all. It was very, if you could see it right now, you'd see this dog that was super timid. And your dog is a little softer, right? And so I prefer soft. I look at it as cooperative. So the dog really wants to make you happy and wants to do it the way you want to do it. And he's telling you that in his body language. So what I told them was, it's time to change your approach to that dog and loosen up. Do whatever you have to do to get the tail to wag. I don't care if it sounds like you're talking like a little Sounds silly, but I do. You guys know, you've seen it on YouTube. I sound like a little 12 year old girl at a party, man. But my dogs key off that, and then they get some, they start to loosen up. And what he needs to do is he needs to get his dog to loosen up a little bit and realize that this isn't punishment. In fact, it's kind of fun because then what he can start doing is the dog understands the fun part from before. The dog understands the finished part from now, a little bit under con more control. And so somewhere in the middle is where he needs to be. So it's a real balancing act. So I think that, a, the, like to, to kind of capture all of that, there is absolutely no style of training or method of training or trainer or program or series or anything. There's nothing out there that, I, that you can take and say, 
follow that step by step and you'll get your dog. It doesn't work. There's some that are out there, marketed that way. I don't believe in it. Because for a long time with a lot of dogs, there's not a dog here that I've trained the same way. They're all pretty similar, but none of them are the same. So I think I, I've really learned with this setter. This is where the value of the setter comes in because I had to re-research dog training. I don't research, sit down. I don't research retriever training anymore. I'm not, a, I'm not a, against learning new stuff and I pay attention. I, I pay attention to a lot of guys that train very different than me. I don't use a collar. I listen to and I watch more stuff on collars than you would believe. No, I don't, I've never used one. But I think there's some things that I can gain from watching some of the technique and the timing and the, the objectives and the goals that they're trying to accomplish with it. I'm just not going to be able to do it the way they do it. So I don't force fetch. But guess what? Guess what ever, I, I shouldn't say everyone because I don't, I don't force fetch. But before most people force fetch, they do the same thing I do or very similar to what I do with hold conditioning. It's just I feel like I don't need to put the pressure on to get what I want. In fact, and, and I don't want to. I'm, I'm a big, big believer in cooperation with training. I'm not into the gladiator mode. You won't see any, you won't see very many times, I don't know if you'll see it ever. Uh, I probably have done it, but that was before the cameras. And, and it was not effective for me. To march into a ring with this dog and have it be submiss submitting to your every desire, that's a dictatorship, I'm not into that. Because guess what happens when that dog's way out there and I can't see it and there's a cripple? If, if they are relying on me and I am the, the Zeus to them, I can't help them when they're out there. I want a dog to be able to work on its own. I want them to be confident to work on their own. I want them to have the ability to work together with me.